0: Today on the show, shenanigans that go on at Crufts, the world's largest, or is it, dog show in England.
1: And poisoned meatballs have killed three dogs at a Canicross Championship race in France.
0: And a game show that Claire doesn't want to tell me about, but you will definitely want to stay tuned for. I'm James Jacobson in Maui, Hawaii. Welcome to Hound Headlines.
1: And I'm Claire Mansell in London, England. This episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Everpup, the ultimate daily dog supplement.
0: Let's start off in the United Kingdom, your homeland. Claire, <laughs> you just had the biggest dog show in the world, Crufts.
1: Yeah, really big event here in the UK. It's televised, it goes on for several days, and it's definitely one of those things that people all over Europe head towards if they are involved in the world of dogs. And certainly, even if you're just a viewer, you want to be at home watching it on the TV and seeing the daily updates. It's very exciting. So the big highlight of this year is that a Legoto Romagnolo was best in show. Now, we are a little bit familiar
0: with Lagoto Romagnolos, aren't we, Jim? We are. We love them, not only because they are fun to pronounce, <laughs> but also because they are awfully good at a very important skill, which is hunting down truffles. So on Dog Edition, we have covered them a couple of times because they are so interesting, and we will have links to those episodes In today's show notes.
1: And I remember one of the Lagota Romanuros, easy for me to say, who didn't discover a truffle, but do you remember went out on their first dog walk and found like Roman coins buried, which was incredible. So they are amazing dogs. And the story behind this particular winner at Crufts who's called Orca is that her owner drove from Croatia 25 hours across Europe to take part in Crufts. And was just absolutely chuffed to bits because it's been a childhood dream for him for the you know to have a dog in the show and to be best in show. So it was a real feel-good moment.
0: Chuffs at Crufts.
1: <laughs> I see what you did there. That's
0: a hard one for us Americans <laughs> to get. But yeah, we that was a long that's a long schlep all the way up from Croatia to England to do that. But well worth it. But those weren't the only things I mean that's not the only highlights from the show. We were struck by some of the other shenanigans, hard word to say. We were struck by some of the other shenanigans that went on during Crufts.
1: Yes. So the highlight, not just of Crufts, but I think, frankly, of my week has to be the Baywatch CPR dog routine at Crufts. Now, If you're listening to something, the what, the what, what, what? So they do a routine with Dogs to Music where they have to perform certain movements. And one owner had come up with this routine Where the owner sort of lay on the ground as if they had, you know, fainted, passed out, whatever. And the dog ran around the owner in circles and then jumped on the owner's chest. And all of this was done to the music from Baywatch. It was amazing. And the video that they have of this, you can hear the audience cheering and just really, really enjoying it. So, it was just a, an absolute stroke of genius.
0: Yes, and, and if you have a stroke and you can rely on your dog <laughs> to resuscitate you, all the better. And I think it, it's, it's a beautiful thing, and we will have a link to that in the show notes. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you're probably seeing a little bit of it right now what else happened there's some other weird things that happened at Cross claire
1: well one thing i do want to mention if we can briefly go back to the winners of the various categories is that in the toy group the winner was a cavalier king charles spaniel now i mention this because when we did the episode on the queen's corgis we were talking about how much she helped the popularity of corgis I briefly touched on the fact that the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel was actually on the endangered list with the Kennel Club. And I said, maybe, just maybe, in the coronation year, we will have an uplift in popularity for the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. But it's actually won one of the categories at Crofts. So so this could be a really good sign. Yeah, I'm really hoping that maybe they will go on to, you know, have a bit of resurgence under our new monarch in the UK. And you
0: are working on getting... uh your new monarch, on our show, right?
1: Uh, uh, oh, yes, obviously. A uh, friend of a Talk friend. About... <laughs> yeah,
0: we all I know, know each other.
1: I know we're a small country, Jim, but I'm not <laughs> that directly connected with the king. I'm so sorry to disappoint you.
0: It's okay. But would you like to be proposed to at Crofts? Oh. <laughs> Someone was proposed to at Crofts in a very delightful way.
1: And you know, the funny thing is, Jim, I actually thought of you when I saw this story, not because I imagine you doing a public proposal, (laughs) but because the man involved in this dressed up in a dog suit. Now, we did talk about this on a recent episode of Hound Headlines with the guy who has commissioned this very expensive custom dog suit so he gets to pretend that he is a dog and you find it very very creepy and i thought this
0: just really- me i'm the only one I mean, everyone <laughs> else it's great but you know i'm the only one who thinks that's a little bit
1: so i just thought the whole idea of somebody proposing in a dog suit would just freak you out so mm-hmm. I, I mean what do you think of the whole public proposal thing
0: are you a fan or not uh, the flash dancing and all that stuff—it's—it's—it's it's, it's probably not my style. I'm not all that flashy, but I understand the romance of it. But I'd be very concerned if if the person says no, because that's awfully yes. embarrassing for everyone. Yes. But you know, I guess if you're going to do it at crops and you're going to do a public thing, you might as well go go big or go home. <laughs> and so this guy went big, wearing a dog costume, but he did take his his hat off, his his it's mask off. Yes. His dog had off yeah. and proposed. And so it was lovely. And she said, yes, yes, as one would do.
1: And another lovely story to finish on is the fact that Crofts has, over the last few years, worked very hard to try and be more inclusive and to bring rescue dog and mixed breeds into the show. And they do an awful lot of stuff with that now. And one of the things they did was they gave a award to a hero dog who worked with the police force, who is actually a rescue dog who's trained up to work with the police force and has done all sorts of fantastic stuff. So they're very much trying not to make, you know, to, to move away from the thing of crust being an elitist mm. show. And it is much more of an inclusive thing for all dogs from all backgrounds. And it's great television and maybe next year, Jim, maybe I'll actually make it to Birmingham because I would love to go along.
0: I think we will get you there, but one place that we will be together this year in England is an event that's probably not as prestigious. It's very <laughs> early in its start. It's called Good Wolf, yes. and uh, we're going to be covering that, and Claire and I are both going to be there. We'll do some live stuff, and you'll hear about it here on Dog Podcast Network. It's really exciting.
1: I know you're very much looking forward to the Poodle Parade, which is going to be happening, aren't you? Yeah, so I think that's poodle maybe...
0: Perhaps people could get dressed. And be, anyway, I'm really, I'm actually really excited about it because it sounds like a great event and it just happens to work with my schedule. Yes. So I'm looking forward to it and we will be there together. And if you are going to Goodwolf, please contact us because, hey, we'd love to, you know, buy a cup of tea, a beer, or something like that. <laughs> or PIMS. <laughs> I think PIMS is the order of the day. Let's move on. Let's move over to France for a more serious story.
1: Yeah, this is an incredibly sad story, and I have not been able to stop thinking about it all week, so we had to talk about it. It's something that is very personal to me because I am a canny crosser, and it's not that far away from, from where I am because it's over in France, and I was only in France
0: a couple of months For folks ago. folks who are not familiar with canny cross...
1: Yes, yeah, so Canny Cross is cross country running with dogs. It's something I do with my golden retriever Maple, and it's something that really bonds you with a dog. She absolutely loves it. I love it. It's given me a new love of running, doing it with her, and you build up this incredible rapport with your dog. So there were some championship races happening in France recently. And um, this is a qualifying race to get people through to the World Championships, which are happening later on in Germany. People went along with their dogs, all different sizes and, and breeds of dogs. There are a lot of what you would call sled dogs taking part because this did originate from that community. So Kelly Cross came out of sled dogs and needing something to keep them trained and fit in the summer months when there is no snow. So that's how it, it came about. So that you've got a lot of Malamutes and Huskies taking part. And on the course, three dogs ate some meatballs, which had been, I believe they're in the car park actually, where they were gathering and
0: they were just on the ground.
1: They were just on the ground and and the horrific bit about this is within minutes, within 15 minutes, three of the dogs died. I mean, I I I just cannot imagine how distressing that must be because as I said before you have we all love our dogs, but if you do something like a sport with your dog, it is so much more of a, a bonding thing, and you, you have this incredible bond with this this dog. So they are investigating it. There was a fourth dog who apparently sniffed the vomit of one of the dogs who died and was hospitalized just from that, but has recovered. So there are all sorts of questions which come off the back of this, because you know, we do have scenarios where dog lovers and dog haters, you know, clash because we're pushed for shared public space in the world. And, you know, if you don't like dogs and there are too many dogs around and they're not well-trained, it causes issues, doesn't it? And obviously there's no justification for what happened here. But
0: Just to be clear, we are certain that these aren't like tainted meatballs. These were poisoned. They were poisoned, yeah. And there's a large police investigation into this. Do they know what the poison is? Are they able to figure that out?
1: There was some suggestion I read that they possibly might have been slug pellets you know they're looking at something like that which would be you know an easily accessible poison that somebody could get hold of it's just it's just terrific and i think the whole canny cross community is is just really feeling for these these owners and you know what can we do to to bridge it's another one of those divides in society isn't it where there's lots of divides lots of culture divides how do we Bridget. I don't know.
0: So, yeah, the police are investigating, figure out who did it. Do they have any clues at this point? Do they have any leads? Are they even talking about it?
1: No. And I can't begin to imagine how they would trace something like this, because I'm guessing there isn't going to be any CCTV because it's a sort of countryside location and all of that. I don't know. But thank heavens, that's not my job that's the police. And hopefully they will have a better idea of how to find the culprit.
0: This has been very, you know, not terribly well covered by the mainstream mm-hmm. media. Certainly it is a big thing within the Canny Cross community. We will put a link to the Facebook group where mm. many of the people who are involved and are Canny Cross fans are there and that's going to be where we get a lot of our news Mm. but we will also be covering this for you because this is a a tragedy a really really sad thing from obviously a very sick person and it does engender the kinds of questions that you are asking is like can't we all just kind of get along and Mm. and um poisoning dogs who are out to race i mean this is just an atrocious thing
1: yeah and you know france is i've lived in countries which are not dog friendly and there are certain countries culturally right. that are not dog friendly, and, and you expect this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, France is very tolerant. As yeah. anyone who's been in Paris and had to walk around the uh, <clears throat> droppings from dogs, yeah. and been in restaurants and been able to have uh, pate with shishi, uh, fifi, or whoever the dog <laughs> is, uh, yeah, they're they're very very tolerant of dogs. So this is obviously yeah. a, a a sick individual. But we will be covering the investigation because it is a big story. Mm. Let's move on from there to something that <laughs> literally all I've been told is a game show. So <laughs> it's game show time, Claire? What, what's, yeah. What, what do you have Can I,
1: Can I give you the background on this, Jim? This is not just a, like a random game show that I'm throwing in here. There is a news hook to
0: this, okay? Okay. So what's the dateline for this? Because we have to, like, move the plane to that part of the world.
1: Oh, so sorry. So we're off to Australia, Jim. Which is kind of funny because I will be in Australia when we do the next Hound Headlines. Is this
0: connected with your visit?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not going there just to investigate this story. Okay. <laughs> so... We have a story of a dog who was out in the park, you know, fetching balls and picking up sticks and that kind of thing, dives into the undergrowth, comes running out of the undergrowth with something between its jaws, and the owner does a slight double take and thinks, what is my dog holding? That's not a stick. And it is what we shall describe as an adult toy, which had been discarded (laughs) in the park. And what, An is, yeah, what is particularly strange about this is this is not the first time this has happened by any means. So yeah. in 2020, Clara Robson was out walking her Labrador Charlie in Chesterfield when he found one of these. They do all seem to be in the UK, the other ones, by the way. The, the original one was in Australia, but the other ones I found are in, in the UK. You've uh, been doing your
0: research on these adult toys. I have, yeah. I
1: have. In January this year, fifteen-month-old golden retriever found one in a park in Leeds. In 2019, Sarah Middleton was walking her three-year-old dog Flossie, who's a basset hound, when he found one. And in October last year, a one-year-old cocker spaniel found one in Gateshead. So it keeps happening. And
0: notice <laughs> I, you, you didn't mention any any of these incidents happening in the United States. No, this I is, looked. UK, Australia. Okay, we don't we don't do that in America. That is so. Crazy, bizarre.
1: Believe me, I looked because I so wanted to be able to pin one on you guys. I yeah. really did. And I kept I kept coming across stories of the UK and I was like, ah, oh, this is really frustrating.
0: Well, maybe because of frustration why there's so many adults. Anyway, yeah. so what is the game show oh, connected right. So to? the
1: game show, Jim, is that it got me questioning how similar or not dog toys and adult toys might be. And I thought I would come up with a game and see... If you could tell the difference and tell whether it's a dog toy or an adult toy. Okay, so this
0: is a family-friendly show, but okay, I'm 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 game for for the game. Okay, I'll So I'll, cue I'll the game show that. music. Okay. So dog toy or adult toy. Okay.
1: Okay. So, first up, is this a dog toy or an adult toy?
0: Um, oh. No. I don't know what this says that I might identify <laughs> it, but I would say that looks like an adult toy.
1: The funny thing is, I'm actually forgetting now. I mean, I only did this within the last few hours, but I've already forgotten. So this not is... Not only that, but I
0: understand this is your first PowerPoint presentation <laughs> ever. Yes. So you, not only do you not ever forget your first PowerPoint presentation, but it on this type of yeah. a subject. Now yeah. I now I understand the humor and all this. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go with... That would be an adult toy.
1: And the answer is...
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well done. Adult toy, okay. It's
1: actually, it actually says it's made of glass, which is slightly, slightly disturbing, but let's not dwell on that. Okay, so the next one. Now, you actually, you know, whatever you go for on this one... Well, no, no, in fact, I'm not going to say any more. Just, just make your guess.
0: Does it have, like, a battery in it, or is it just basically... A piece of black plastic. Uh, we don't even know what it's made out of. Um, I think it's rubber. It's it's rubber. Um,
1: it's black rubber. It's about a foot long.
0: Would not be very great for a dog because I think most dog toys, at least that I have for my dogs, have something more to grip onto than just a thing. So I'm going to go with a sex toy.
1: Okay. And the answer is <laughs> it's a dog what? toy. <laughs> It is what you know. Every now and again, there is a scare story in the news about a dog who impales their mouth on a stick. So this is this is the alternative. This is what you buy a dog if you don't want it to have a real stick.
0: This is a this is a, a... twenty two pound, which is even more <laughs> than that in dollars. Uh, twenty two pound plastic stick. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. No, I really. Thought that would not be an appropriate dog toy, I still don't think that's an appropriate dog toy. But a stick could make it better. What is
1: funny is that I found an almost identical one
0: that was an adult toy. So that's what
1: I was about to say to you. Whatever you pick, you're kind of right in a way because I found it exactly the same looking one that was an adult toy. <laughs> the same
0: manufacturer, and no. it cost more than forty two pounds. No. Yeah.
1: no, but it was exactly <laughs> the same shape.
0: A multitasker. Yeah.
1: Okay, so on to the next one.
0: Oh. Um. <laughs> Um, so this is well, a slightly
1: curved, long. Um, how, can, how can we describe it? Long thing, thing with two round things on on each end, a round, a ball on each end. Oh,
0: this is a really tough one. Um, I' going to go with dog toy because it has the things that I think, you know, the teeth you know would would grip onto. So I'm going to go with dog toy.
1: Okay, and the answer is? Yes! <laughs> Yay! With like
0: 10 pounds! Okay. Uh, and it's a safe stick. You see, it's a safe. I understand that. Okay, that mm-hmm. makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. It is quite similar in shape, though, to that first one. You had that sort of ribbing thing going on. But anyway. Okay, next one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it has a face on it, which is a little blink. <laughs> It, um, it, it looks
1: like a like a small octopus with very short legs, um, okay.
0: but so, with the, like a face and like a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> this is a harder game than I ever thought. Pun intended. I would say that is a oh well. I I I I'm gonna go dog toy. I
1: think the answer is. No. <laughs>
0: cute little cute gender includes Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. It was actually ah.
1: crowdfunded, that
0: thing. That was crowdfunded, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Okay, and I think Not doing
0: too well here. Okay.
1: On to the final one.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: oh. Okay, now this is a no. No. it's sort of it looks, <laughs> it looks like a pig. Yeah. It's got the face of a face for pig. But where the body of the pig should be, there is a a hole through the middle of the body.
0: Okay. I'm gonna go with dog toy because I think the purpose of the hole is to like put a treat in or something like that, like peanut butter or something like that, to keep the dog busy for hours. That would be like it. Okay,
1: okay, and the answer is yes. Well done.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pinky. Pinky latex toy for dogs. Okay, uh, these manufacturers are clearly not sponsors of this show. Wow! Uh, I wasn't keeping is-
1: a tally, but was that was that three out of five? I think it was that you did there. I don't
0: know. We should ask Danielle. Danielle, tell us what the answer is. How many did I get right?
1: She doesn't know. She doesn't know. She was glued okay. to the screen. She's she was laughing. like,
0: yeah, this is a good introduction to dog podcast."
1: Network. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So there you wow. go, Jim. That <laughs> begins to shed some light on why so many dogs have been emerging from bushes in parks in the UK and in Australia carrying something that isn't a stick. Although what it doesn't explain is how they got there to start with. And let's, let's not dwell on that too much.
0: No, let's not but let's wrap up today's episode i I thank you for joining us today if you are looking at today's cover of our show and thought that is a very distinguished looking dog with a very long tongue that is because every week we change the cover of our episodes that are on the podcast And this week, it features none other than Claire's dog with a very long prong, Maple. So Maple joined us. If you would like to have your dog featured on a cover for Hound Headlines, just get in touch with us at dogpodcastnetwork.com and uh, send us an image and your dog might be on the cover of a future episode of Hound Headlines.
1: And also just to say, if you do spot a dog-related story over the next couple of weeks that you think would be good to be featured on Hound Headlines, then either send us a link to it or tag us on social media at Dog Podcast Network. And you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or on Facebook. And we would love to have your
0: contributions and feature them on the show. We would. Next week on Dog Edition, we are covering a harrowing story of a plane crash that involved a bunch of dogs... And it's a good story because none of the dogs died. Check that out next week on Dog Edition, where you pick up the feed for this show or at dogedition.com. Pound Headlines is sponsored by Everpub, the ultimate daily dog supplement. It is a delicious blend of apoptogens and vitamins and minerals and prebiotics and probiotics. And you sprinkle it on your dog's food every day. Whatever your dog is eating, whether your dog is eating kibble or home-cooked or raw, It will help make sure that your dog has all the vitamins and minerals that they need and it tastes delicious. My dogs have been on it forever and ever. I have an ownership interest in the company because I really believe in Everpup. So check it out. You can try Everpup for only $8. It's normally $30. You can try it for just $8, which is a month's supply for most dogs. If you have a really small dog, that's a two-month supply. And you can check that out at everpupclub.com. And then when it asks for a discount code, type in DPN, as in Dog Podcast Network. Thank you, Everpup, for being a sponsor.
1: For Dog Podcast Network, I'm Claire Mansell in London,
0: England. And I'm James Jacobson in Maui, Hawaii. From all of us here at Dog Podcast Network, I want to wish you and your dog a very warm aloha.